welcome to this episode of the Brick and Dodger Show. Uh, we were kind of debating whether we would do a show tonight. I mean, we've only have about three topics to go over, but uh, uh, we're like, oh, sure, why not? We got nothing else better to do tonight, don't we, Brick? But uh, we'll see uh, how how far we get. I was kind of looking at it and like. We'll be lucky if we get, like, half a show. Hopefully you don't get half a show, so we're going to do our best to give you guys a full show, even though it could be less than that. But at least you're getting a show. Yeah, and so technically, as I'm eating my dinner right now, because I haven't had time to... I've been, like, go, 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 uh, ever since I got off work and I cast my check. I went and got some money orders to pay my bills and... And I got all that done, and and now I'm broke again. No. Um, so, big news uh, happened yesterday. Uh, in fact, you, you sent me a message as I was driving back from uh, uh, the big old town of Boise, Idaho, uh, that Aaron Rodgers is now a Jet. Uh, and I'm sure you have all the details of that, uh, uh, it was uh, was it four draft picks that the uh, that the uh, uh, the pack uh, traded for him for. Well, as I'm pulling it up now, but yes, I'm. We're not lying to you. It's actually official. Like this isn't. I know we've been following this for quite a while, but now we can actually say it's officially gone down. So obviously, between the Jets and the Packers, the Jets are of course receiving Aaron Rodgers. Pick 15 in this year's draft, which takes place on Thursday night. Um, and they also get a 2023 fifth round draft pick, which apparently is going to be number 170 overall. Oh, wait, no, that'd be in this draft also. So take that back. That fifth rounder is in this year's draft, which is Thursday night. And then the Packers will get pick 13 in this draft on Thursday. So they pretty much are moving up two spots with the Jets. So they swap those picks. They get a 2023 second round pick, which will be uh, number 42 overall, so about mid, mid there. A sixth round pick, which is two, number 207. A conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of, um, of, of, of the plays, it says. But as long as he's playing about 65%, then it'll turn into a first round pick. But it's at least guaranteed to be a second. So that's a lot to unfold here. So all these draft picks are this year's draft, which takes place on Thursday. So that's a whole mumbo jumbo Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of kind of long-term and whatnot. This one's pretty self-explanatory. Rogers goes to a team that can finally contend now uh, that they finally have pieces around them that they feel confident in around Rogers. I mean, they have his buddy Alan Lazard over there. The Packers got a bunch of draft capital and um, compensation for their rebuild. Um, I guess Jordan Love is going to be their starter unless they go a different direction, which is unlikely. Yeah. Um, also, something worthy with this trade is Aaron Rodgers opted to rock number eight, even though Joe Namath, Jets legend, gave him permission to wear 12, although yep. it is retired by the Jets. He opted not to, and he's going back to his college number of number eight, which caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a win-win for both with both sides. Jets can go and contend for a Super Bowl right now, 
and the Packers can start their rebuild um, I pretty much as as they want to. So yeah. you can't really see a lose-lose here, even if these players that are drafted with these picks don't pan out. So uh, here's the question that, that uh, must be answered because I'm asking it because, you know, why not? <laughs> um, does this make the Jets a uh, playoff contender now? That's tricky um, because even when you look at their division, you still have like the Bills and the Dolphins even. So I don't know. I, the AFC is stacked. Just r- ruffling off guys that were like clear-cut favorites to make it. Obviously, it's the Chiefs. That's kind of a no-brainer. I think the Ravens could sneak in even if they don't have Lamar Jackson. I think they could sneak in. The Bengals have been really good. They're always a sneaky favorite. The Bills, I would sneak in there. Um, let's see. Um, I, I guess you could maybe throw in the Dolphins. They're kind of an iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they sneak in, they're going to get like the 7-8 seed, and they would probably get knocked out in the first round. I'm sure there's other teams out there, but I'm just I'm blanking on all these teams at the moment. But like my my for sure's would be the Chiefs, the Bengals, and possibly the Ravens, and you probably could slide the Bills in there as a favorite. There's already four teams there, so they're kind of bottom of the pack, maybe sneak in. Um, depending on who their competition is going to be this upcoming year. Do I feel confident saying they have a legitimate shot? Ah, That's debatable also. Um, I'm trying to refresh my memory here. Because obviously you're not going to stop the Chiefs. But if you're the lower end, um, uh, uh, lower end C, then you're going to have to... I guess play like the one or two seed. I mean, the Jaguars have looked pretty good, even though their record doesn't say so. The Chargers uh, don't sleep on the Raiders this year, mm-hmm. so they they might have a shot to just barely sneak in. But it's going to be very very tough. But for the sake of to answer this question, I. I I would say yes, they do sneak in um, at least into the playoffs, but probably get first rounded. Mm. Okay, good to know. Excuse me while I'm trying to get this last bite down here. Uh, I love you, Michael Pagano, but I just got to give you the facts, brother. I know you love your Jets, but that's just facts. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, moving on. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, there was uh, some other news, uh, oh, oh, what was it? Uh, we had, uh, the Aaron Rodgers, oh, um, oh, yes, um, so, um, um, was it, uh, Brian Reynolds got extended. Switching to some MLB with that one. Uh, this one is this one's confusing in my eyes, and maybe you'll agree here. You go from a guy that requested his trade, mm-hmm. or a trade, I should say, out of the team that he's currently with in the Pittsburgh Pirates, who we know aren't going to be very good this year, and I say that as they lead the NL Central and have the best league in the National League, but mm-hmm. um, they lost O'Neill Cruz due to injury for the year. Mm-hmm. Where is this team trying to go? Like, 
Are they trying to take advantage of other teams being off to a slow start? Are they actually believing in themselves that they have the potential and players to contend for a World Series and or the division title? But again, why are we giving an extension to a guy that you that didn't want to play with this team? I think it was like eight years, $106 million. So it's like, okay, you have him for the rest of his career, most likely. But why? I feel like that money should have maybe gone to like O'Neill Cruz. And I would have shopped um, Brian Reynolds at the deadline and got some value for him so you can continue that rebuild. Or I wonder if they're trying to contend now because this is Andrew McCutcheon's last year. Potentially, I mean, I, I think it's going to be because he went back to the Pirates and he's off to a great start, too. I'm very confused on where the Pirates are standing and what they're trying to do exactly. I like the move for Brian Reynolds. He's a good player, but we haven't seen him break out. Yes, he's a good-ish player. I mean, he's got talent to him, but is it good enough to deserve a contract extension and of course that's going to do that to me um so it's i i don't know like obviously as a cubs fan this absolutely sucks but at the same time is it well deserving for a guy like ryan reynolds well let's kind of break this down he is only 28 okay that's not not too too bad but just looking at... Oh, he hasn't been in the league for that long. Okay. Um, just even looking at last year alone, which probably wasn't the greatest. Okay, I, I spoke too soon. He had 27 home runs, and that was in 145 games. Mm-hmm. So he was he kind of kept that up in, in 2021 where he hit 24. But if you want to look at his averages and something, it's not quite there. Last year in 2022, he hit 262 with a slugging of 461 and an OPS of 807. So the power numbers are there in terms of home run, but his averages aren't quite there either. I mean, he had a good amount of doubles last year, a good amount of triples for for a guy like that, but he's not going to break out in terms of like an Aaron Judge hitting 62 homers. He is more like a borderline five-tool player, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I want to see him keep it up for a little bit longer and see if he can keep up that production. But at the same time, I would agree that this was the right time to give him the extension if you were going to give it to him. And I personally would probably have done the same thing. Like, hey, you've shown what you can do. You've been on the field. for So, like, why not? We have the money. Why not? But then that begs the question, too. Are you going to have money to extend a guy like O'Neill Cruz when that time comes? Mm-hmm. Or is all that money going to go to Brian Reynolds? Then if that's the case, you kind of might have messed up your future doing it that way. But I'm mm-hmm. not the Pirates. Right. And uh, uh, you mentioned that they were uh, off to a hot start. Uh, they were actually leading today's game against the Dodgers uh, by a score of 7-2. to two. Dodgers... Uh, Came out with two runs, and uh, then the Pirates just kind of fought back. They scored a run in the first, and then uh, before I knew it, uh, 
they had ran it up to eight to no, excuse me, seven to two, and uh, Dodgers fought back and and tied it up, or actually uh, took the lead in the in the uh, top of the eighth, and uh, Dodgers won that won that game eight to seven. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. What a fight, though, for the Dodgers. I mean, just coming mm-hmm. from a Pirates team that's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be like the worst in the league. And then to make the Dodgers crawl back and fight that much harder, pat on the back for you, Pittsburgh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, see, I've been seeing a whole bunch of uh, reports online that uh, uh, Brian Reynolds was going to end up with the Dodgers, that they're the Dodgers were going to try and and, and sign them. Uh, but, of course, that's not going to happen now. Uh, now, uh, keeping on baseball just for a little bit here, uh, I see that, uh, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but Mookie Betts played his uh, first game at shortstop uh, with the Dodgers the other day. Uh, Interesting. I, yeah, that was, I think that was Sunday uh, in Chicago. And, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And uh, so, um, the there's an MLB insider as I'm reading this uh, that thinks that the Dodgers should trade for Javi Baez uh, and get him out of that horrible contract that he's in. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Head scratching for the moment, but why? What what's the thought process? Baez signed that massive deal like two off-seasons ago. My timeline might be not wrong, but I know he signed a massive off-season contract mm-hmm. to go to the Tigers. At the start of that contract, he has been, I'd say, below average. He hasn't been, like, diabolical where he has to be sent down to the minor leagues. Like, he hasn't been that bad, but if he continues this way, he's going to end up there. So... Why would the Dodgers want him, per se? I mean, you've got enough guys to move around the, the field to fill a shortstop position if that's what you choose, mm-hmm. like a guy like Miguel Vargas or mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe opt Muncy to third base or Moki could move to second. I know you have a bunch of outfield guys. Like, what, what, what is the thought process? You're already paying whoever your max contract is to right now at the same time, so... Maybe with that Trey Turner money they free up in the offseason, you're like, hey, let's go get Javi Baez. We'll be mm-hmm. able to pay for him. Or, shoot, let's try to restructure your contact, contract and maybe we can fix you like we oh. did Joey Gallo. Yeah, Kind of confused by that, and I don't know why. I mean, Tigers would, in a heartbeat, accept whatever trade you throw at them because they're the Tigers, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, I, I just found that really interesting. Uh, so, uh, we have some new MLB, the show content. Uh, I was actually surprised. Uh, have you been playing the game uh, a lot lately? Hit or miss. I've been really, really busy. I Mm -hmm. hopped on a little bit earlier today. I, I'm glad I only played one game because I ran into a, a a two-way cap pitcher. He Mm. actually started him. He didn't. He went, well, I mean, he was hitting too. And when you're running up against a guy who has a creative player with maxed out hits per nine on the mound and maxed out hitting stats across the board with like 99 speed and everything maxed out, mm-hmm. you don't stand a chance. Yeah, I lost by like seven or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that this year. And then 
um, I think Movie Gaming came out with a tweet. He was showing the top 10 um, in the ranked leaderboards and was just kind of seeing if um, how people are playing the game. It seems like a lot of people aren't playing a lot of ranked seasons. I, I've, I've heard a lot of more uh, co-op, which caught me by surprise. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's, that's interesting. So I don't know if ranked is just in a standstill. I mean, I... I haven't been able to hit. I mean, I lost two straight after hitting a, getting the Hall of Fame, so I don't know what what the reason is. I know uh, their hitting engine still needs work on. Um, you can square up a ball and it just dies or it's a ground ball. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the issue is, but um, putting time aside, um, if I actually have time to sit down and grind – Depends on the week. If it's during the week and it's like, let's say, sometime in the evening, I'm probably going to stay away because that's when the sweats are out. Yeah. If you're saying maybe uh, during the week at like 3 a.m. or something, okay, then yeah, I'm going to hop on and play a couple games if I can. But mm. it's like, okay. And then you want to go over the weekend. You think, oh, 3 a.m. on the week on like a Saturday, uh, everybody's going to be in bed. Yeah. Uh, it's it, It's 12-year-olds. On a Saturday at 3 a.m., mm-hmm. everything is perfect for them to be sweating their asses off, mm-hmm. climb as high as they can because it's the weekend, and you get mad at yourself because, like, you should be doing your homework. Yeah. It's 12-year-olds, man. You're just – the 12-year-olds on G Fuel, Juggernaut, whatever they drink these days, they're unmatched. You give them a creative player, on top of that, you're getting mercy in four innings. Yeah. So I, I tend to – be like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna calm it down. I'm like, I think I'm like 22 and eight right now, and I I don't feel confident with that record. I I haven't played a whole lot uh, lately either. Uh, I I played maybe last week, and then I was doing my uh, 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 road to the show grind with my with my cap, and uh, I haven't done a whole lot in that. Uh, I just got him called up to double A and got him hitting above three hundred. And uh, is I don't know if it's you or if it's just me. Or uh, as soon as I get called up to double A, it's like a it's like a whole new ball game. The, the pitching is harder. Uh, I, I I have to uh, you know kind of like. Uh, what's the word? I just struggle for, for a little bit to uh, 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 start hitting again, and uh, I I was hitting like down below two uh, hundred, and now I'm I'm getting above like three thirty three forty something like that. So um, I I don't know. I just haven't had a whole lot of time to grind lately, and um, with well I'm. I'm not a hundred percent yet from having COVID. I'm having some issues with my lungs. <coughs> Excuse me. I take. I try to take a deep breath, and it's it's just not happening. Uh, so hopefully that'll that'll uh, go away in time. And uh, anyway, uh, but you know I haven't been been grinding a whole lot lately. I I did do the. Uh, Charisma uh, Showdown. 
and I got a couple of the players. I got the, the, the 97 Joe Kelly, and uh, there was somebody else I got. I can't remember. Uh, it was one of the, the first two or three uh, Charisma cards you get in that, in that program, that Charisma program. Um, I'm a little disappointed they didn't put a uh, Conquest map in, in, in that program. I thought that would have been... Uh, perfect for a, a conquest map, but they just did uh, the showdown and they put some missions in there and then they put some um, some moments. So it's yeah, it's and I, I don't even know if if that program is worth the grind. I'm not really too impressed with the, the cards I've seen. From it, I I, I know uh, I was watching Daddy Dimu stream uh, the other day, or or his YouTube uh, video, and he got lit up with Joe Kelly. So I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, I mean, you might pitch great with him. Others might pitch okay with him. Uh, I have not used him yet, uh, but oh 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 oh, and uh, oh gosh, what well, uh, Andrew Chafin? Andrew Chafin was the other. Uh, card on there, and the yeah, I don't yeah, that card's kind of iffy too. Um, sad to say. Um, even though I think he is a Cubs, uh, a Cub uh, in that card, I could be wrong. He's a Tiger. Tiger. Uh, he's a tiger. No, he's currently with the Diamondbacks, I believe. But yeah, I think last year he was with the with the Tiger. And oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, he's still a good card though. Yeah. Um, anything else we need to discuss before we wrap this up? Um, let me just double check my, my notes, because I know it's going to be a short one. We do have that, uh, new Chris Bryant car that came out in the, uh, Diamond Duos, which still seems really weird to call it that. I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to find the stats for that card, actually, but I do have the other one that was in that one in Luis Severino, which we, I don't think, ever have gotten a 99 Luis Severino, so this is going to be nice. 109 stamina, 109 hits for 9, 103 Ks for 9, 99 walks for 9, 88 home runs for 9, 92 uh, pitcher clutch, 89 control, 92 velo, and 99 break. With a pitch repertoire of four seam slider circle change cutter. Yikes. <laughs> huh. Yikes. This seems like a very hittable card, even with the high hits for nine. So, uh, although it's nice to see a high Luis Severino, yeah, he's going to get shelled. And that's yeah. not me being cocky because I know I'm a solid, good player. It's, it's the sad truth. You guys will have to. To let me know on that too, if if you agree, like, oh yeah, hey, you were right about uh, this the Severino card. I, I tried him out on the mound, and I absolutely got rocked with him. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, gonna happen. And I would be remiss to say that if you've ever Severinoed your Luis, you know how painful that can be. If you got it, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, I think we're gonna cut this show. Speaking of Severino, uh, we're going to cut this show here. <laughs> and Oh my gosh, I am so tired. 
Uh, and yeah, you got to get up early in the morning too. Uh, very, very early. Very, you some adulting. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, don't even get me started on that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go watch the Angels game on my brand new 65 inch high definition TV now. So, not a flex at all. No, not a flex at all. So yeah. higher than mine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, this is Dodger and the Dancing Brickster. And next week we're out.